What's up, Anchor? Kaylee Chella checking back in with today's top stories. The National Weather Service says a winter storm hitting the northeastern U.S. is becoming a storm we will never forget. In Boston's Seaport District, roads and sidewalks flooded and waves of several feet kicked up tree branches, plastic bottles, and even a wooden chest. Several roads were closed because of flooding. Meteorologist Bill Simpson of the National Weather Service in Massachusetts says the nor'easter has been causing wind gusts over 80 miles an hour on Cape Cod and is stalling over the region rather than moving up the coast. New York City's airports were disrupted. About a third of the flights at Kennedy Airport were canceled by mid-afternoon. Airport officials say flights were departing and arriving on a limited basis because of high winds. All inbound traffic to LaGuardia Airport was also being held. Police in camouflage uniforms searched house-to-house near the campus of Central Michigan University on Friday for a student suspected of fatally shooting two people at a dormitory and then fleeing into the neighborhood. Police released a photo of James Eric Davis Jr., urging the public to call 911 if they see him, but also warning that the 19-year-old shouldn't be confronted. The campus was locked down and students and staff were told to find shelter. Campus Police Lieutenant Larry Klaus said, quote, he should be considered armed and dangerous. The shooting occurred around 8.30 a.m. at Campbell Hall, a residence hall at Central Michigan, which is about 70 miles north of Lansing. Police described the shooting as a family-type domestic situation and said the victims were not students. Police declined to confirm news reports that said Davis had fatally shot his parents when they came to pick him up for spring break. President Trump's plan to slap taxes on steel and aluminum imports was branded Friday as quote-unquote absolutely unacceptable by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of Canada, the United States' biggest foreign source of both metals. Trump hasn't sparked a trade war yet, but his provocative action has raised the risk of an all-out conflict that could pit the United States against its friends and the entire global financial system that it helped create after World War II. When Trump announced Thursday he was imposing a 25% tariff on steel and 10% tariff on aluminum on national security grounds, he set into motion the possibility that trading partners would fight back with tariffs of their own. The rebukes delivered on Friday suggested that some countries were prepared to retaliate, if necessary. Trudeau stressed his comments he was prepared to quote-unquote defend Canadian industry and that the tariffs would also hurt U.S. consumers and businesses because prices could rise. The 28 countries in the European Union could respond by taxing goods that are core to the American industry, such as bourbon whiskey, blue jeans, and Harley-Davidson motorcycles. China, the world's largest steel producer and Trump's primary target, stayed quiet about how it would respond. Trump's fellow Republicans urged caution. Doug Andres, an aide for House Speaker Paul Ryan, said that Ryan is, quote, hoping the president will consider the unintended consequences of this idea. But the U.S. president appears to be in battle mode. On Twitter, Trump wrote, quote, Trade wars are good and easy to win. The Associated Press reports that a Georgia teacher accused of firing a handgun in his classroom had three rifles taken away after setting the family car ablaze at his home two years ago. But authorities responsible for protecting his workplace, Dalton High School, say they didn't learn about the disturbing episode until this week. Deputies in Dade County, where social studies teacher Jesse Randall Davidson lives, took him to a hospital for a mental evaluation and seized the rifles for safekeeping after he torched the Mitsubishi Outlander on August 13, 2016. This sheriff's report and two others from Dalton Police in Whitfield County showed Davidson had been hospitalized at least three times in recent years as people worried about his state of mind. 
Davidson didn't hit anyone when he allegedly fired a handgun out his classroom window at Dalton High School on Wednesday, but it caused chaos and immediate calls to abandon the idea of arming teachers as a solution to school shootings. President Trump and other Republicans have endorsed arming teachers following the killings of 17 people at a Florida high school two weeks ago. Davidson faces six charges, including aggravated assault, terroristic threats and acts, and having a weapon on school property. Delta Airlines showed no signs Friday of backing away from a decision to cancel discounts for the National Rifle Association, despite a revenge move by state leaders that deprived the airline of a significant tax break. Atlanta-based Delta released an internal memo CEO Ed Bastian sent to employees that insists the airline's aim is to stay neutral in the gun debate roiling the country since last month's deadly shooting at a Florida high school. The memo appeared roughly at the same time that GOP Governor Nathan Deal signed into law a broad tax bill that Republican lawmakers had amended to kill a proposed tax break on jet fuel. The break would have saved Delta millions of dollars. Bastian said, quote, While Delta's intent was to remain neutral, some elected officials in Georgia tied our decision to a pending jet fuel tax exemption, threatening to eliminate it unless we reverse course. Our decision was not made for economic gain, and our values are not for sale. Delta said the discounted fares had been available for a short time and were only for NRA members purchasing flights to the group's 2018 convention in Dallas. Still, it triggered a showdown with pro-gun Republican lawmakers in Georgia. GOP Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle vowed to punish Delta for crossing the NRA and led the charge to eliminate the tax break on jet fuel. Many West Virginia public school students were at loose ends again Friday, with their classrooms closed for a seventh straight class day as teachers fought for pay raises. The state Senate's Republican majority refused Thursday to take up legislation to give them a 5% pay raise after four years without one. The Republican-controlled House passed it 98-1 to on Wednesday night. According to union officials, members were upset by the Senate and its leaders' comments and would stay out of work. By Thursday evening, the Department of Education said public schools in all 55 counties remained shuttered. The statewide strike over low pay and rising insurance costs has been expected to end Thursday under a deal negotiated between Governor Jim Justice and the Teachers Union. It included the proposal of 5% raises and the appointment of a task force to find a long-term state funding source to offset public workers' rising health care costs. However, the Senate voted 20-14 to 14 to send the legislation with raises to its Finance Committee, instead of quickly voting on it as the House did the night before. All but one of the Senate's majority Republicans voted against holding an immediate floor vote. Outside the Senate chamber, hundreds of teachers chanted, Pass that bill. West Virginia teachers and service personnel, noting that they were among the lowest paid in the country, walked off the job on February 22nd. The governor said a projected $58 million increase in state revenues during that fiscal year would cover the higher raises. This is Kaylee Chella for Anchor, checking out. Have a happy weekend, and hey, don't do anything I wouldn't do.